0: Hello and welcome to another episode of You Said 100 Miles. I am your host, Bob. My wonderful co-host, Sass, is not here right at the moment, but you'll hear her in a few minutes. Um, This is a special episode for us. This is the first time we've had a guest on the show, Um, and I will introduce uh, Shay. Uh, more in a moment. We actually recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago and um, just kind of wasn't able to get it edited until tonight. So um, before I before we get into it um, and why we're doing this episode, uh, the just the act of editing this episode brought a couple of thoughts to mind that I think would be useful for You know, the target audience of this podcast, being people interested in running hundreds and ultras in general. And that is, since Badger, and since I finished, suddenly the rest of life has found a lot more ways to get back in in the way, if you will, Uh, you know, and I I think it just speaks to how kind of obsessed I got with the race and my training and making sure that I was really on top of it and like working through every detail. And, you know, since, since then, uh, I haven't felt like running has consumed me nearly as much. But if I look at my Strava, I'm still, you know, I was still running the same amount, um, at least when, after I recovered, you know, and I built up and I recently, um, this past weekend, finished the Door County, uh, the Fall 50 up in Door County, Wisconsin. And, you know, I, and I trained for that, but it, it didn't feel... You know, I didn't feel that same pressure. And I trained to the same volume that I was training for Badger. You know, I I had, I topped out somewhere around, I think it was 55 miles uh, for a week. So I think it's interesting how much when you have that goal that you see as this is the mountain I need to overcome how much you can really take over your life, and I started thinking a lot more about like how how much of a burden this has been on my family, how I really want to spend more time with my daughter instead of you know flying around the country, or I want her to come with me um, and like, for example, a couple of weeks ago volunteered at the Hennepin 100 I brought my daughter with me and it was a bit of a (laughs) it was you know some work to to juggle her and the aid station unfortunately there were more than enough volunteers at that aid station so it was fine but it, it does in 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 retrospect and looking back on it like I I can see now how deep I really was into it and how uncompromising it was. You know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, work has been really busy, for example. And it's not like work hasn't been busy for me um, all year. So why has it felt busier? Why am I working later nights? Why? And it's really because, you know, it, it's kind of I've been brought back to reality a little bit more of like oh hey dummy you gotta you know you gotta make sure your projects get done and um and and maybe there's pluses and minuses to that too because it's not like my work wasn't getting done before um so how was I managing that (laughs) right and so it's, it's interesting and you know if you're Looking to come into hundreds, and you're—it is a a similar challenge for you as it was for me. Um, just something to think about and um, to keep in mind. And I don't think I don't think there was really anything I could have done differently to get that first hundred under my belt. Um, I think I needed to be that obsessed with it, um, and. You know, I knew I the way I feel now, you know, and as I look forward to other races, I know it's not gonna be I'm not gonna be the same way it was about Badger. And I knew that would be the case. I knew once I finished one, like I'd look at other ones and say, Okay, I know what I need to do and there won't be that anxiety and um I know I'll know like logistically what works for me and what doesn't, stuff like that. So um Just some fun little reflection. One more thing I wanted to to mention before we get to Shay is uh, it's very interesting that today happened to be the day that I was home with free time to actually edit the episode because there was um, some news that dropped today that UTMB is now going to have a 100-mile race at Whistler-Blackcomb in British Columbia. Now, before UTMB had this race, um, Gary Robbins and his uh, partner and race directing company, they ran a race, the Whistler-Alpine Meadows 100, there. And... I'm not going to... I'm not going to litigate this here. For one, it's way too fresh of news. Um, and there's... We just don't know enough about it. Um, but... And that's not really my podcast. That's That'll be discussed on plenty of other podcasts. The the, the, the point I wanted to, to bring up about it is just... Something I thought... Something I said in the last episode was that you know one, Wisconsin's pretty and the Badger Trail's pretty and two when you're racing like if you're racing you don't have a ton of time to take in the scenery and I I was thinking about that again this past weekend at the Fall 50 it was absolutely gorgeous it's a beautiful race with all the fall colors. And yeah. It was nice to turn my head from time to time. But for most of the race. I'm focused on running and racing. So. What if I get into UTMB? Or. You know. What if I get into. Western States. How much. How much are those views. Really going to matter. What's going to matter a lot more are what kind of how am I treated at the aid stations? What's the what's the atmosphere? What what are the people like? And that's the really important thing. And so when you're when you're looking at races and when you're trying to decide what you want to do. Just keep that in mind. I'm not saying don't go do UTMB. I've never done one of their races, so I really can't speak to it. Um, but remember, you know, what got me into this sport was running at a race that had awesome community and you're, the, when you start looking at Races run by big companies. Um, It's just not the same vibe. Right. And like I liked it. I've I've enjoyed running the Chicago Marathon. Um, I like big. I do like big race atmospheres, but um, from time to time. But, you know, most of the time I want, you know, it's much more fun to run with my friends. And that I know people in the local running community here. And I, you know, I volunteer at races here and they're excited to see me hit my goals. I'm excited to see them hit their goals and we help each other. Um, So as much as possible, I am going to make a call to action here. As much as possible look for and run races done by independent RD's throughout the country throughout the world who love the sport who do it because they're runners and because they just they want it they want other runners to have the experience that they've had um you know, and there's some RDs out there who do it just for the love of it. And as long as they don't lose too much money, they're that's fine. And there are RDs out there who try to make a living off of it. And both are perfectly valid. Um, you just see, and when you listen to RDs who do it for the love of it, you can tell the difference. And uh, so, yeah. Just um, just a little plug for that. Um, I'll be interested to hear what comes more of that conversation uh, around what happened in Whistler. But um, again, that won't be something we'll litigate on this podcast. Um, last thing before the episode starts, just a little programming note um, that I had kind of expected that we had, we would have, been able to do a a follow-up episode and a couple more of these guest interviews um by now but life gets in the way and which (laughs) calls back to the point earlier um in this opening so anyways uh i'm looking at the clock it's been 12 minutes uh please enjoy this conversation with shay and um She was kind enough to come on our podcast and chat with us about her, um, her experience with the Badger this year and other years and a little bit about her ultra running. And, uh, she, she does mention, um, a event. Uh, she's called, I think it's, she's calling an urban ultra, um, in Ocala, Florida in February, I think. Um, link will be in the show notes, and uh, so check it out and enjoy. And thanks for listening. I think it's weird. It like gives a five, like it's gonna have a countdown, but then it just starts recording. It doesn't go five, four, three, two, one. But oh, I saw oh, well. a countdown. You did? Yeah, yeah. I saw. A I countdown. just saw five. Oh wow.
1: Oh no, it actually did the countdown for me. hmm
0: <laughs> Why didn't I get a countdown? I wanted to keep special. Huh? <laughs> Very much so. And that is a good segue into um into the episode here. Now i d I've recorded like a little intro um explaining that what we're what we're doing here for a couple of episodes. So we don't have to do the full um the full intro, but uh I do want to of course introduce my co host Sass. Say hi. Hello. And today we have uh, a first for You Said 100 Miles. Our sp- special guest, <laughs> Shay Merritt. Hey, welcome to You Said 100 Miles. Uh, this has been uh, this has been kind of an interesting journey, and um, Shay has been following along with us and has sent me uh, numerous helpful little comments and encouragements along the way. And so we're very happy that she could come and join us uh, for a little, little recording session here. Uh, and I just uh, be- before we get into it, I-, I have to call out a couple things. Shay is one of my inspirations in this sport. Um, if you look back at her, well, if, op- if
1: you just pause, yeah, I am not an inspiration. I'm a cautionary tale.
0: Okay. Ah! That's Keep fair. Keep that in mind. I'm, that's mm-mm. fair. That's fair. If you if, if you if you hear a couple of the things I'm about to say, th- that might very well be true. Um, two-time finisher, great Southern Endurance run, 100K. Keys Ultra 100-miler, Vol State finisher, that says, that's a 500K, 300-some miles. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Um Has finished the Badger twice, right? Um, Got the last annual heart of the South. That's another. It was what? What did it end up being? Three hundred forty some in the end. Um.
1: Yeah, I think they said it was like three forty nine or something. Mm Three forty. I don't know. Three forty seven. I'm not quite sure.
0: So, so Shay's definitely uh, caught the ultra bug and has a, a love of running across the South in incredible temperatures. Which, uh, yeah, maybe Cautionary tale is the better thing. But certainly. I agree, yep. <laughs> certainly very accomplished. And on top of all that, one of the things I think most interesting about you, Shay, is how many miles you've logged on the Badger Trail. And I did a quick count. And I came up between two sugar badgers, two badgers, no, three sugar badgers, two badgers, and a last dot, something like 450 miles on the badger trail. Yeah,
1: so, never going to do dots again. <laughs> I've seen that four-mile stretch enough for 10 lifetimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> it was, it was, that was a, a very fun to do once, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but unless I ever feel like I can win that race, um, I'll be happy to volunteer. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Scott. And then,
1: of course, my goal for, you know, the Badger races is to do all the distances at the Big Badger. So, oh, okay. it was, um, Badger was my first 50-miler back in 2019. And so, I've done the 100-miler twice, so I'm not going to go back do the 100, but I'm going to do all the distances next.
0: Hmm. How, okay. how many
2: are there? Like, how many distances can you do at the Badger?
1: You've so got you're... your half-marathon, marathon, 50K, 50-miler, 100K, 100-miler.
2: Okay, so we're going to need to get you, like, one really long belt to put all your belt buckles on. No, <laughs> you only no, you only just... get a
1: belt buckle for the 100-miler. What? You get medals for the other one. Okay, mm-hmm. I,
2: I, it's just me, but I feel like you should get both a medal and a belt buckle because the belt buckle is very cool.
1: It is very cool.
0: It is. Very much so. So, Shay, since you You have... You've probably spent more miles on... On the Badger Trail, than most anyone. I mean, there might be one or two other people who are in your ballpark, at least for TGM racing.
1: Yeah, I'd say there's probably five. About five between like Oak um, Dent, like anybody with the Concho. Yeah, that more.
0: makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, there are a couple of those Concho folks. Mm-hmm.
1: The 400 Miler Concho Club, because next year they're going to be able to get the 500 just at Badger.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: And some of them have done Sugar Badger and Dots. Mm-hmm. So um, there's at least like five more people
0: who've done way too many more miles. On there. <laughs> 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 it's, it, you know, it, it's an interesting, it's, it's a beautiful trail. Um, and uh, it is, I, I love running up there. Um, and I love running up there when I'm like lucid. And not completely out of my mind (laughs) Not
2: being gently leaded uh, Along by a friend by the hand Yeah
0: Um, But So this year at Badger though You volunteered I did run. What what brought you to volunteer So
1: um, I didn't want to run the Badger Again until the tunnel was repaired I really want to go back in the tunnel Because I got to go into the tunnel in 2019 Love the tunnel Mm. Um, tunnel's amazing, but I also had um, the Berlin 100 two weeks later. Mm. So unlike Oak and KJ <laughs> and Dents, who also I did the um, the Berlin 100 with, they all decided to run the hundred, and I did not do that because I I am not that stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I still no. wanted to go to you know the TJM family reunion. And so this was a fun way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and volunteering is the best. I, I really enjoy it. I'm, I'll be volunteering next weekend at Hennepin. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I just had I'm,
1: something pop up in my Facebook memories about, uh, volunteering there a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the pig and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the pig.
1: That, we ate it's, a lot of pork. I think we ate more than any of the runners.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure.
1: You just can't stop eating it.
0: Seth, <laughs> have you ever had a, a roast pig on a spit?
1: Oh yes, I
2: have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And, you know what's interesting is I was I was looking. Uh, Michelle Hartwig, who's the race director for Hennepin, sent out a list of all the volunteers, and I'm, I'm going through the tabs. And I'm noticing, like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. I, I, I know someone at every aid station <laughs> at this point. is it's, it's kind of wild because, I mean, I haven't, I, I think one of the, the interesting things about this podcast is I haven't been in ultra running that long. And yet, the com- the, just the way the community is, and it's, it is fairly small, it's like, no, I've gotten to know a lot of people in a relatively small amount of time. Have you looked at
1: the entrance list and been like Oh I know them and them and them
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um, Yeah And in, in that That's like Half the fun of these races is Just being able to go look at the entrance list And be like oh hey there's that person There's that person Yeah,
1: that was, that was one of the best things about volunteering Because I got to see Every single 100k 100 miler Mm-hmm. So And I got to see them once so, and I got to see them usually at like their lowest point, Aww. which is great. So,
0: yeah. How, so, so we should note you were volunteering in Orangeville, which yes. is the southern turnaround. It's where the race mm-hmm. starts, or the 100 miles starts, and it's where it's southern turnaround. And, um, you know, I know Angela, who's the captain of that aid station. And I knew Josh Hobin, who was also working there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm shocked I remember that Josh was there. <laughs> I think only because did I knew that. Did he make you a very
1: nice quesadilla?
0: He did make me a very nice yes. quesadilla. Um, His quesadillas were bomb. It was that was uh, that was Orangeville was. Judging by how I felt when I got there, you must have had a very interesting evening and morning working there.
1: Oh, got to see everybody at all sorts of ways. All sorts of ways. Are
2: people like hallucinating by the time they get to you? Or are they just kind of run down? Like, what do you, what did you notice? Like, across the- Well, there were a lot of people
1: of like, where can we sleep? So there were people that were like, okay, we put a tarp (laughs) out in the grass. You can go sleep on a tarp. Here's an emergency blanket. Um, and we had, like, this guy came over to us. And he's like, I heard you're letting people sleep here. <laughs> we were like, yeah. yeah. He's like, and you'll wake us up? <laughs> yeah. do well, you want to be woken up? He's like, can I sleep for 15 minutes? Like, yeah, go right ahead. We'll get you in 15 minutes.
2: Like, he was worried something sinister was going on. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, you, after you're
1: letting falls? people sleep here? <laughs> He thought like we were dealing drugs, like little bits of sleep or something (laughs) under the table. (laughs) But there were lots of uh, some gruesome feet, so tried to help a guy with his feet, and I'm pretty sure I looked at the results. I think he ended up DNFing at like mile 90. I was like, Mm. oh come on, oh no, yeah, because I I looked up the results and he hadn't finished, and then I looked on Strava and I was like, man, so somewhere around there he he tossed out his his win for his finish.
2: Imagine by that point, like, big toenails are just coming off.
1: He Uh, had, like, the ball of the foot blister and in between the two toes. Yeah. That's a hard one to get through. That's somehow
2: worse than the toenail falling off in my head. (laughs) Like, that just seems like it'd be more painful.
0: Well, I... You know, I've fortunately have avoided the ball of the foot blister. Um... Now what I dealt with this year um, wasn't great, but um, you know, obviously I was able to kinda of push through it and just get to the end. Actually I, I noticed for the first time last week since Badger I went to feel on my feet where those blisters were and I could no longer feel the ridge of where they peel <laughs> it was fine. Is it
1: the um <clears throat> like the inside of the heel ridge?
0: Mm. It was the outside of the oh, heel
1: Oh, oh, just like the where the there was that skin separation between the thick layer, what came off, and what was still there.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 It 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 just it was not. It just was not getting there, and I finally just did a, a skin peel, um, and that finally, kind of cleared it up, and oof, that was, that was ugly. <laughs> but. i I didn't take my shoes off at orangeville um i don't think i could have if i I could not have spent any more time than i did at orangeville um i i absolutely had to just get up and go when i did Mm -hmm. um
1: you're only there for 10 15 minutes
0: it seems like so much longer than that
1: it could have been it could have been (laughs) i don't know um, we were, like Melissa Kaiser was there, and mm-hmm. it's like malort shots. Okay, oh, no. so <laughs> at, at midnight we did malort shots. Um, uh, and then she brought margarita stuff, so we were having our margaritas. So we I were can't having no what you're
2: braver for the hundred miles or the malort shots. Now,
1: <laughs> well, Bob, did you have malort during?
0: No, Had I did you not promised have the- any malort. I. I did not did, promise to take any more. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I. I that was smart. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot drink at all during a. Well, that's not sure. I did during dots, but it was at the very end. Um, but I, I just know I'm like this is a bad idea, especially with 30 miles to go. Like that would not that would not be a great idea for me. Now, I think it was. It might have been three miles after I left y'all at Orangeville. I just basically fell over on the trail and slept for seven minutes. It,
1: <laughs> oh man, we had a tarp. We I, had a tarp situation going. You missed out on the tarp. I missed out on the tarp. They had a tarp. Whole thing set up.
0: <laughs> what well, was great? Um, so my my buddy Paul, who paced me, he he got um, you know he, he's kind of a real. Um, real type A when it comes to like he's the nicest guy in the world and he t- treats everyone so nice but he's very hard on himself and he's very he's like really go go um and the whole way up up um back to Monroe um you know he's really trying to get me because he knows like I, I really just need to get through to sunlight mm-hmm. and we got to a point where I'm just I'm I'm just like I, I looked at him I said Paul I'm weaving all over the trail I'm, I cannot keep my eyes open. I need to do something. Like, okay, you're going to lay down on the ground. You're going to sleep for five minutes. I'm going to get you up. And it turned out to be seven minutes because he got distracted <laughs> looking at the sky. And he was like, oh, look. Okay. <laughs> so I got an extra two minutes for that. So that was nice. Did it
1: help or did it?
0: Oh, it totally reset me. It was great. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, yeah, good trail nap.
0: hmm Yeah. Now, it was what was weird is like because it was funny cuz there was um there was a woman and her pacer who passed me while I was down on the ground and then and they you know they were probably like oh my god this guy's nearly dead and then when I got up and I felt so much better we ended up passing them later on and they kind of oh, gave yeah. us this look like what happened you were dead <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> and I'm back
0: that happened to me a few times where i was like i was dead just completely dead and like 20 minutes later i'm back to life it was Mm -hmm. it was wild it was fun right um so you're so you working at orangeville the whole time um how how long was that what time did you guys start so, one of the reasons I also wanted to work in
1: Orangeville, because it's not as much of a um, slog or emotional mm-hmm. uh, toll that, like, Hollywood would take on you. Because Hollywood mm. is, of course, crazy. However, mm-hmm. I'm, I needed something more chill than the craziness of Hollywood that's open for 36 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we set up at, like, noon. So, our 8th station opened at noon, and then it closed at 7 a.m. That's
0: it. A-
1: yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you, did you guys have to stop anyone?
1: Nope.
0: No, that's Mm-mm. nice. That's Yeah,
1: good. no, everybody had gone through and we were all good to, all good to pack up.
0: Nice. The only
1: kind of calamity we had was like there were power issues because of the storms the night before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So like, um, yeah, so there were power issues and the guy who's like, I don't know, he's the maintenance guy for the whole town of Orangeville <laughs> he came by and he's like, oh, yeah, the treatment plant's out, but here, you guys can use this generator because the power at the, you know, the pavilion wasn't working. So we, I believe we used his generator for a while. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Now, so you, now you've, you volunteered that you've, uh, have you volunteered at many other races?
1: Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like to volunteer. So, you know, Hennepin was the first 100 miler I volunteered at. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't. No. Um, there's a local race here, Long haul. Um So I volunteered, I think, at least three of those. I always do. I like doing the overnight shifts mm-hmm. um, just because that's when you see people at their finest. Um, <clears throat> like Long Haul the first year I went and volunteered, um, there was this guy and this girl, and they decided they wanted to wear fairy wings for their entire 100 miler. So, they come up to the aid station, and he just, like, lays his head on the table and groans. I'm like, this is hilarious. This is wonderful. And then I offered the girl a quesadilla, and she's like, oh. And she reaches into her shirt, and she's like, I've carried this for the last five miles. And she just had a quesadilla in her bra at 2 a.m. So...
2: I feel like two AM broadcast City is like the name of a band that you now have to start.
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh, their music would be awful. That would be the worst band ever. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to their show.
2: Oh, that story is amazing. I love it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so yes, I I really like working aid stations. So
0: yeah. Were you? Uh, d- d- it's d- d- you, like uh,
1: it's, oh, sorry. Good. Uh, it's just it's like the whole giving back thing. Like, where Trina um, on 10 Junk Miles, she basically said, like, for every race she runs, she volunteers at another. It's like, okay, uh-huh. I like that. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to, like, institute that with my own kind of stuff.
2: So have you, were you running for a while before you kind of realized, oh, my God, I can also volunteer and that's something I'll really like to do? Or um, were you immediately kind of like, oh, my God, I can run and I can volunteer?
1: So I think, like, after I ran my first ultra... Um, like that was in like October of 2018. That was the first time I went and volunteered the overnight at long haul. So like four months later. So I think it was pretty immediate of, okay. Cause I, I wanted to see what it was like for people.
2: Yeah. I think
1: that was mainly, it was like a scouting mission of like, okay, what is it really like?
0: And it's, it's so interesting because when I, when I kind of came into ultra running, um, and you know, I it's, it's, it started with the marathon crowd and I, you know, I said, I'm going to volunteer when I can, but I was very much definitely started off in this mindset of like, I, I just need to get some races I get some more experience and figure it out. And I think it, at your road races, like the experience of running it is really the best way to get better at it um but when it comes to ultras if working the aids you learn so much working the aid stations and volunteering where you know you can see what different people are doing and how they're handling nutrition and what they're carrying and and then
1: also, not what to do, like what not to do. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing a guy sit in a chair at the aid station. His family put a blanket over him, and it's like, oh, don't do that. If you do not kick him out in five minutes, he's done. And his race was done. He stayed there for like five hours mm-hmm. and then just packed up and left. And it's like, shouldn't have let him sit in that chair.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you see? We don't need to call anyone out. But did you see anything particularly, like, <laughs> dumb or like, what are you doing at Badger?
1: Ooh, uh, okay. A uh, funny Oak story. So oh, yeah, we definitely uh, should call Oak out. <laughs> so so Oak comes in. He's like, I need something processed. <laughs> like, need, like all he wants, he's like, you know, he needs he needs the sweet. So we're like, you know, oh, we have this and this and this. He's like, no. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have some cosmic brownies in my car he's like yes God. and so like I literally run to my car in the parking lot to grab this bag of cosmic brownies and hand him like three of them and he's just like
0: this is it <laughs> <laughs> that sound that yeah that sounds like a, that sounds yeah yeah cosmic brownies that's pretty that's pretty clutch i like that
1: yeah yeah i just had like because i had them for a race the weekend before and i was like i'll bring them just in case the aid station needs them. so smart let's see well the mayo guy oh the
0: mayo. yes <laughs>
1: there's uh, was- and i cannot remember his name i want to say his name's tony and he was full of puns so he comes to this aid station he comes to the aid station he says you would not believe what happened to me at the last aid station I, one of the volunteers was really mean to me and threw a can of soda at my head I was like oh my gosh are you okay he's like yeah it's fine it was a soft drink <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on like this whole spiel of um, like it included like Dr. Pepper and like it was just the most punny entire thing of just awfulness and so that was the, that was the mayo guy
0: it's and so man. they
1: had mayonnaise at every single aid station because he just
0: liked to eat mayonnaise. Oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's the appropriate reaction, but well, it, it worked for him, I guess.
2: <laughs> I mean, if it were, if, you know, what if it works for you while well, you're pulling that off? No judgment, a little judgment, but not lots, lots
0: of judgment, all <laughs> the judgment. Yeah but he got to you in a state in which he was still in a good enough mood to be cracking jokes. So. Oh, no,
1: apparently he is like that all the time. From oh, really? the start to the finish, he wow. is like the highest high mood ever. Yeah, and he was still telling that joke at the very end too. He he told it the entire <laughs> trail to every single aid station worker that would listen. <laughs>
0: oh man. I love it. Now, speaking of the end of the race, so you, you, you worked all night at Orangeville and then you packed that up and you came to the finish line. Oh, I napped first. You did nap.
1: I went but, to, yeah, I went back to um, the Airbnb in Monroe and napped for like two hours, so got some good mm. sleep.
0: Uh, Monroe was the place to stay, I thought. It's, I
1: like New Glarus. I think it's you did, cute. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's true. I th- From a, a pure convenience standpoint, Monroe was pretty hard to beat. Um, we had we had a hotel room like you could throw a baseball to the trail from it. It was so mm, close. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my brother crewing uh, which he, so my brother he's never, never been to a trail race or any, like really any races, running races. And so this was completely new experience for him. And he did like considering he had no idea what was gonna what to expect. Like he did a great job, um, and there were but there were some funny moments throughout the course of the day where it was like, what? Okay, and I have to like remind myself that he's never done this before. So, um, but anyways, he, for him it was like really nice because you know no matter where I was, he could get back to that room True. and hang out ball you know for an hour before coming back you know meeting me at the next cruise station so that was really nice i should do a night in new though that does sound like a good idea i always do
1: like an airbnb because i want a kitchen and Mm -hmm. all that all that stuff i've stayed in monroe twice so i stayed in monroe for my first uh badger and then for a sugar badger as well but yeah that was nice because like uh the airbnb was literally a block away from the aid station Mm-hmm. That was there, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, tell me about um. Tell me about the finish line experience for you, because you mentioned it. You mentioned earlier the the TJM family reunion, and mm-hmm. um, you know, this is this is one of the things that really has captured me into um. Certainly, the tangent Miles universe, but also just the ultra running community in general, um, is this aspect of like that how much how cool it is to see all your friends doing something ridiculous and hard mm-hmm. and, and finishing.
1: Yeah. So last year, like, um, so both Oak and I had just come off Ball State, so it was literally a week finishing you know that 300 some odd mile nonsense and then doing a 100 miler the week later which is bad mm-hmm. it was horrible i tried to dnf they wouldn't let me <laughs> i made a really solid attempt um oh. didn't happen i tried i could not secure a dnf to save my life um oh, but yeah so we finished both oak and i we finished because um, we did the last like 40 miles together um we finished it like 35 and a half hours so literally like 30 minutes before the very end cutoff that year. Um, and so, yeah, I and it was really awful because, like, I kept comparing it to the last year when I'd run it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was like, oh, I was so much farther at this point. I was so much farther at this point. But <clears throat> we come into the finish line and, like, everybody's there. It's just, like, everybody's just waiting for people to come in. And so then you see, as you're coming over that hill, you're coming up the stairs and you see all of your friends literally sitting at the finish line and then of course like I got to be one of the people sitting at the finish line being like oh my god Bob's coming in like it was so exciting just seeing everybody you know you know come in and like Mm -hmm. seeing you get the redemption was awesome
0: it is it it was so cool to come into that and to see you guys and I, I I you know when I when I think back on it I feel uh, like a little bit of re- not regret because I didn't have a choice in the matter but I wish I had been just had like like an ounce more energy because the second Scotty let me go my mm-hmm. my uh, my everything just went v- yep <laughs> was so like, did a lot of, I mean so did a lot of people. So that's just kind yeah. of like
1: you were done your body was like oh I'm done okay we're done we're done <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and We're thank finally goodness collapsing. you brought. Yeah, thank goodness. I think it was you who brought a chair up and was like, "Sit down." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah." I was being overly helpful to
1: people because I'm like, everybody was like, "Ah, not feeling great," and I'm like, "What can I help with?" Because I had way too much energy because I was sleep deprived. So,
0: sleep deprivation's a hell of a drug.
1: Oh yes, mm-hmm. makes you see
0: lots of things. <laughs> Um, so you're, you're, you're going to come back to Badger next year.
1: Yep. Um, likely doing the hundred K
0: hundred K. Gotcha. So,
1: and depending where I am in my training, I might do the hundred K half marathon double. Oh, maybe just so I can like, cause I don't want to go all the way or unless I do like volunteer the first day and half marathon the second day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but either way
1: see- I'm I'm trying to bring a bunch of my friends from down here up there mm-hmm. so I'm like y'all don't know how amazing this race is how amazing this community is the aid stations are ridiculous like this is the place to go
0: yeah you trying it, to bring it, it, other
2: runners or just like friends yeah. in general well nice. yeah
1: well hopefully <laughs> no, no, yeah no, no, they're runners it,
2: it sounded like volunteering was so cool like maybe you were also trying to be like hey guys volunteering at this would also be neat
0: <laughs> oh yeah no they want a medal <laughs> there we go there we go <laughs> Yeah. And and, I mean, folks from down your way, I mean, even if they get the weather we had. um, Oh, yeah. That's like the
1: best part, honestly, because it's like we train in awfulness. And so we're coming up when it's like 100 degrees here and then we're going there and it's like the high is only 80, 85. And we're like, oh, this is beautiful. I need my arm sleeves. This is kind of (laughs) chilly. Like last year, it's like I stole a plastic tablecloth from Orangeville used as a blanket because I was cold because it was like 60 degrees that morning and it was ridiculous
0: mm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm jealous I, I just the you know and it's interesting we're talking about this today after um, you know the weekend in which a you know, one of the bigger city marathons uh, the Twin Cities Marathon was cancelled because of heat
1: Mm-hmm. and I uh, have a friend that uh, somebody I know went up there from Florida went uh, up there so they went the whole way and then it's too hot and it's like literally it was like a hundred something odd heat index two days ago
2: okay mm-hmm. oh it's frustrating yeah,
0: yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion happening regarding that on the internet right now um, but it, it was interesting um, because it you know it dots on friday night like it was it was hot um you know and uh, f- for for us from the midwest i mean that was that was a pretty brutal day and i remember like all of us kind of looking at each other like we know the forecast says it's going to drop tonight but it better drop <laughs> or it's gonna well and then like path. one of the
1: things you think of like that got me especially the you know last year when i did it Mm-hmm. is you got through the heat of the day and then you get to the cool and yep. then you get to the nice cool morning but then the heat of the day hits you again. Yeah. And it hits hard and you're like, I already went through this before.
0: Yeah. I, because I think I hit that, you know, the heat of the day again about leaving Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, on the way in was, was when it got me in. Um, and it, it didn't but like in my head I knew once I got to Hollywood I was good. I knew I was getting through it like unless I got hit by a mm-hmm. truck on the detour road like I'm You're home free at that point yeah right so um, so like the heat hit me but it wasn't too bad it was, you know it was like okay um and you know, I had to tell Paul that it was like because I had in the back of my mind I had really I had that that secondary goal of being under 30 hours and I mm-hmm. knew it was done and so I, I just told him I'm like I'm sure you want to be done because you've paced 40 for 40 miles um but we we just gotta use it off a little bit because at this point the only thing that matters is finishing so let's not let's not break me in the last couple of miles but I it, 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 leaving Hollywood was like it crazy how much my mood picked up
1: mm-hmm. after that
0: and uh,
1: well because you're also going through Hollywood which is like this because I know like you're just when you're going back from Orangeville all you're thinking is I just need to make it to Hollywood I just need to make it to Hollywood like mm-hmm. that's the drumbeat going through your head
0: yeah exactly um because like so, you
1: basically knew literally every person at Hollywood.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was and that was that was you know incredibly and and that was, I think, when, you know, after I DNF'd at Tunnel Hill and I was talking with my wife Erica about what to do, for you know to for redemption and you know, Badger Falls on a bad weekend for me. It's usually. Her, her birthday weekend and I have a family reunion that's usually that weekend so Badger is typically really hard for me but I mean I think she knew she was like you know everyone who's going to be there that's going to help you immensely That that's what you got you got to go do that one because that's going to be your best chance of finishing and um, and that was hugely it was you know great coming in to Hollywood the first two times and I sit down, and Kabi comes right up to me and is like, "I've got you," you know. Mm-hmm. And then I get there on the third time, and you know everyone just comes out, and you know we shoot the shit for a couple minutes, and then I get going or get into Orangeville and seeing you and all the people I know there and the ordinary mule people at Monroe, like mm-hmm. it w- it it made a huge difference. It really did, so.
1: And then it's like, you know, anybody that knows you, even if you tried to drop, they're not letting you. They're yep. so saying, you can drop here. hmm I tried <laughs> to drop it, yeah, last year I tried to drop at Gutsmer and uh, Matt Matheny. He's like, yeah, you can't drop here anyway, so you either have to go back to Hollywood or you have to go on to Monroe. And I was like, well, if I go back to Hollywood, there's no way any of those jerks will let me drop. <laughs> So I guess I have to go to Monroe and keep going. <laughs>
2: Excellence through peer pressure.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and and I, I will say, um, so SASS last year, at their edition of the Badger, they had this horrendous detour. So um, bad. It and it's basically a truck crashed into a bridge, and oh, okay, <laughs> you know, made it impassable. So okay. the detour, um. And this happened like a week and a half before the race, so um, big credit to Scott for finding a way to to make it work. But I've heard nothing but horror <laughs> stories about it. Was that 106
1: detour. miles of hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the detour was so bad. Oh man. Oh. oh. But it that will never Bizarro Badger will never happen again.
0: Bizarro Badger. <laughs> That's
1: what it's we called name. it, Bizarro Badger.
0: You know, it's funny because I, I remember when I hit that part of the trail, it, it didn't occur to me until my third time through that that was the section of trail. Because what they did is they, where that bridge is, they just built a trail to go down and cross the road and then See, go up. It's like and, that
1: probably wasn't that hard, was it? That no, wasn't probably. that hard. They could not
0: done it. I feel like somebody with, like, a proper lawn tractor could have just gone and mowed that section. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But.
1: Well, because the second day, they were doing some, like, I don't know, fertilizing. And Mm -hmm. so this entire ginormous field, like, just for a mile, all you could smell was, like, this most disgusting fertilizer poop smell. Ugh. So that was horrendous. Mm Mm-hmm. But never again.
0: Never (laughs) again. Um, so... One thing I wanted to ask you because you have been you have been following along with with kind of the the whole story of mine and and listening to this uh, which I am eternally grateful for Um, what is what what kept you coming back and listening to this and what what did you get out of this podcast.
1: So, um, I listen to kind of almost a similar-ish podcast, um, Pete Diamico, he does the Fat Man Chronicles, he did for a while, and then now he's doing the Slack Packers um, podcast, and it's basically just, like, a normal person with their build-up to, like, this big thing of, like, all of the thought that goes into, especially, like, the first time around, because mm-hmm. you have, like, stuff that you haven't thought about it for, you know, a long time, like, I don't really put that much thought into how I'm going to take care of X, Y, Z, because I have that, you know, I've learned that already. But then hearing somebody else talk through it and like, okay, how am I going to manage this and, you know, take care of this. And so I really like that kind of like, because it's like a growth story. It's a working towards accomplishment story. So.
0: Hmm. Nice.
1: That's kind of why I like that sort of thing. And then, of course, like, you guys are really awesome, fun podcasters. So it's really good to listen to. I always tell Bob
2: every time I hear that somebody like actually listens to us, I'm like, that's so flattering. <laughs> like, I know, it's so always nice. like, like,
1: well, I, I was badgering Bob, I'm like, okay, so now that it's coming up, there's just a couple months left, are you going to release one like every other week? Can you ramp up the schedule? I need more of this in my life.
2: Bob, I saw a friend who listens to us last week and she's like, so are you guys going to do anything more with this? And I was like, I don't know. And then like like clockwork, you texted me over the weekend like, I have an idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, is your idea that you're going to now train for a hundred miler?
2: Oh, no, no. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no.
0: I bet I bet we could get that free entry from Scotty. I'm just saying, um, but
2: I, I believe that one day it would be cool to volunteer. But I, I I don't know, guys. I don't know. I gotta I gotta keep my reputation as somebody who loves a 5k. Someone's gotta represent. <laughs>
0: um, no. Wait. Uh, I'll when we turn off the recording, shall I'll give you a little bit more. Um, on kind of what I think, some additional plans. But um, so suspense for. The listeners there. Um, but um, no, it, it's been fun. It, it, I'm glad, it, you know, I've, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast that I kind of always saw this as something I was going to package and be like um, something that I hope, you know, new hundred runners for years to come can come back and listen to one day. But it's been really cool to have. Um, you know, a group of y'all who have been listening along and have provided feedback, and um, you know, who there it was—it was really cool that there were people coming up to me at Orangeville the morning of Badger, and just introducing themselves that they had, you know, found my podcast through Ten Junk Miles, and that uh, you know they were they were cheering along for me. So, um, it's been it's been immensely um, appreciated, and I'm, I'm glad that. It is it is filling, it is filling a a need for some folks and and has uh, some good entertainment value as well. I'm sure like like one day I have to go back and just listen to the whole thing myself, and <laughs> I can't wait to go back and listen to especially those early episodes yes. leading into Tunnel Hill. Yes. Oh my goodness
1: so I do I do something or I've done something similar in that like I would write down or like have a journal entry or a you know blog when we used to all have our blogs Um, like I had I had a roller derby blog and I wrote down every single one of my worries and my fears of like oh my god this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and I did the same for running And so then, you know, once I actually conquered whatever it was and I look back on it, I'm like, oh, you sweet little child. You had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something to even worry about at all, or that was a non-issue. So, yes, you'll have a a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if I vocalize whatever's worrying me, it helps just, like, calm me down. So what's the biggest
2: thing you... Oh, sorry, Bob, go
0: ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, what's the biggest thing you think you've overcome, Shay? in your run, In a race? Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, I mean, HOTS. HOTS was so hard, and I tried to DNF so many times. Like, I had I had DNF'd. I was in a hotel for 20 hours of that race trying to drop. And Jan told me that one. She's like, no, you'll have to call me tomorrow when I have more drops. And I call her the next morning. She's like, nobody dropped overnight. You're going to have to keep going. Like, that was like at mile 183. And it's like, you know my brain goes oh like I didn't realize that I was the drop you know like I could have been like I me I'm dropping right now but no <laughs> so and then I tried to drop I think I tried to drop again but so that was hard
2: is there yeah. something is there something that you uh, kind of like what you just said like you think back on it now with running that you're like oh that wasn't really a worry but that you were really concerned about when you when you were first starting it
1: hmm I don't think so like honestly like anything that I was worried about if it's like been a non-problem or an actual problem just working through it like oh no I'm going to get blisters uh yeah you're gonna fucking get blisters I mean that's gonna happen and you're going to learn to tape you're going to learn to yada 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 so
0: and just suck it up too (laughs) Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to a certain extent. Like you're right? going to
1: have horribly blistered feet, so you're going to have to walk 60 miles of the Keys. That's just how it's going to be.
0: So we'll walk that, in the last 60 miles. That so, you mentioned that about how like you did Vol State and then like oh two weeks later you did Badger. W- what what kind of goes understated in that a little bit is that not at, at the end of May of that year. So only a month and a half before Vol State, you did the Keys 100 which mm-hmm. is yeah. you know well,
1: Keys uh, was kind of like a building and um gear testing mm-hmm. for Ball State and yeah my feet got so messed up and they were still peeling going into Ball State I believe it yeah I, I mean it. that was like what 2 months later
0: yeah that was I the Keys is one of those ones where like I look at it and I'm like I, I see, like, a Florida 100 is, like, something one day I want to do just to, like, conquer a hot, a truly hot race. Something that. Okay, a hot so, race. Okay. Yeah. Something that. I was going to say
1: there's several others that are not hot. But, if yeah, if you want the hot race, you got to either do Keys or Miami.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm mean, I mean, guessing is it's is like Florida the, Keys? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: I Just walking around the Florida Keys, I remember sweating through my clothes, so I can't even imagine what, what running down
1: there would be like. Sweating it, through your clothes. Sweating <laughs> through your clothes. <laughs> except, except, the clo- except the clothes are white because you're trying to get rid of the sun and you're wearing long sleeves. There we go. And a big old nerd hat.
0: <laughs> and there's a seven-mile bridge you have to cross mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. <laughs> and it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs>
0: um, so we, we can get uh we can get wrapping up a little bit but I just wanted to ask is, what do you, I, I know um, coming up in the new year you are you're actually hosting uh, I don't think you're calling it a race but an event yes uh, I do have yeah. a
1: race event uh journey run something
0: race yes. event journey run
1: well I don't want to tell people it's a race because it's really not it's like a sightseeing tour um so in Ocala we're known as the horse capital of the world Mm -hmm. And so, like, we have a bunch of painted horses everywhere. Um, Because, like, Chicago, does Chicago have a similar, like, an equivalent?
2: Like, animal-wise, or?
1: Like, well, it's just, um, where else has, like, equivalents of that? Well, I know, like, uh, Clearwater area, they have painted dolphins. So they're Mm -hmm. basically just statues that are painted by different artists and placed around various places. We've got the cows. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, the cows. Yeah. So there's cows. Um, so it's like that. There's horses all over the place, and so what my route is, it's like a 50k that you see. I think it's like going to be about 33 miles, and you'll see about 39 or 40 painted horses. Okay, that and sounds so awesome. so it's basically <laughs> just like 15 bucks. Here's a route. Do whatever you know, self-supported. I'm probably going to do some fun aid stuff along the way, but because I, I really like that adventure journey run style thing, like. The 50Ks of convenience in um, Quad Cities, Great Southern Endurance Run, Ball State. Like, I like any of those kind of just urban stuff that's an adventure. You go to a convenience store, you eat like a raccoon. I love that stuff.
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun.
0: So you're doing that, and that's, mm-hmm. I believe, on Ultra Sign Up for anyone who's interested. Yes,
1: the Painted Horse Urban Ultra.
0: Mm-hmm. And how about what, what what do you have coming up race wise what do we have what do you have to Ooh. look forward to? So my next ultra is
1: later this month I'm doing gate to gate it's a 50k I do it every year um, And then in November I'm doing the Tampa 100 um, with Tiff Turtle mm-hmm. And then I am also signed up but I'm it depends how I feel after Tampa for the across Florida 200 so. And that's before the end of the year, and so then like next year, I've got like the Badwater Salt and Sea, and a couple other maybe sortas, but yeah.
0: Maybe sorta of no commitments, but maybe sortas.
1: Just just Badwater Salt and Sea. That's the only 2024 commitment I have so far. Yeah. Although I would like to go sub 24 in 2024.
0: So. Mine would be pretty nice. So
1: that's a goal, just because it sounds cool.
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, and and Zess, it, so um, Shay mentioned she's doing the Badwater Salt and Sea. Mm-hmm. So this is a just a sick race um, where it starts at the Salt and Sea in California, and what is it, eighty-one miles? About yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's about eighty-one miles, mostly uphill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> where you run with you run as either a pair or as a as a trio. Mm-hmm. And Shay, okay. you're running as a trio, right?
1: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. with Oak and KJ, and uh, Diane Durden and Scotty are crewing us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
1: looking and at the website. I'm trying right to get now. like it's kind of the way to start like my Badwater family and work on my Badwater resume. So. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, no, I feel like uh, I'm not going to be surprised in the least when uh, you do run the 135 uh, at some point. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's just the way things are going.
0: (laughs) You don't have to, you know. You could die, Yeah, but but don't I? Yeah. (laughs) I I get it. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm here
2: to tell you, you don't if you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, I I do want to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Shay, it has been... um, a pleasure having you on and um, getting to hear uh, your story as a badger and a little bit about what you got going on. And you know, again, thank you for being a fan of ours throughout. And mm. we would look forward to seeing all of your crazy adventures as they keep coming. As I know, they'll just—it's always going to be amazing. So thank you.
1: Thank you. You're, re- you're very welcome. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Um, Thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.